Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another edition of the Red Carpet to Trailer Trash Podcast. My name is Ian Collins, and joining me as always, Mr. Connor Rock. We're back with the enthusiasm. I like it. You seem like a new man, Ian. I am refreshed. <laughs> you actually do. I was. I kind of said that as a joke, but you do. The last couple episodes, you you were uh, you're a little mopey. I would I would say. Oh, I was incredibly mopey. I was fucking miserable. <laughs> but uh, now, yeah, you sound like a new man. It's like you you're you're back back to your old self, and that is because you took a trip to old West Virginia, right? I did. I did go back to West Virginia. Visited Wheeling for I think only the second time in my life. Um, okay, I've, I don't visited, think I've ever been there, so you got two on me. Uh, visited a friend of mine who's living there, um, and with another person, and as in I visited with another person. Not he's living there with another person. Uh, yeah. Although okay. he although he is living there with his wife, who is another person. <laughs> this is wild. I don't. Yeah, uh, I also uh, saw Gabby and Logan. I, I know those people. You met, yeah. Um, and I got to have a birthday lunch with my mother a day before her birthday. That's nice. That's all good stuff. So how long, was this just a weekend trip you took? You had to take days off for this, right? I took five days off. Oh, yeah, no. okay. I took I took two days off before the weekend and then a day off after. So okay. I, I left um, Thursday evening and then came back Monday evening. Yeah, because I totally forgot, as you like probably figured out when I texted you about the movies, and you're like, wait, hold on. Yeah. Uh, now, to be fair, I probably could have, sh- like, jammed in some time to watch two movies uh, last week, but I wouldn't have enjoyed, like, it would have been more of a chore, and it wouldn't have been a labor of love, which is what this podcast is, I guess. And <laughs> I mean, if it's not that, I don't know what it is, because... <laughs> it's not, it's not, we haven't sold out, because we haven't gotten any money for it, we're not... We're not fame whores because we are, don't have any fame. I can't imagine what else it would be. It's essentially just an excuse for us to talk to each other. I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. But hold on, I'm going to jump back because you said you could have crammed movies in, which is what we talk about on this. Um, I'm going to try to slide into that segue. I think it was pretty good. Good job, me. Um, and today we're talking Starship Troopers uh, and my life as a zucchini. When when Starship Troopers was when? Do you know the the year somewhere in the nineties? I 90s? believe it was ninety seven. Okay, ninety seven and Zucchini Life is a Zucchini is a twenty sixteen like animated short. So we'll get to those uh at some some who knows, sometime. Guess I I I actually hold on. I have some news since I've talked to you last, I think. I don't remember what we talked about in the last episode. Did I talk about jury duty? I think you may have mentioned it, but I don't recall entirely. Did yeah, you well, have to do jury duty? I got summoned for jury duty, so I haven't had to do it yet. It's in like October, September, October. Um, but yeah, I had to like go back home to serve on a jury unless I get exempt, because I would be like living with my parents at their home address, and yeah. my dad is like COVID age, where it's bad. 
Um, yeah. I couldn't remember if I said that last time because I don't. I, I you honestly. Did not, no. Okay. And then also, guess guess what happened in my life, kind of recently. Pretty exciting did find, stuff. Did you find a job? Ah uh, no, that would be that. It's the opposite of that. My car's transmission poo pooed. So oh, I see. <laughs> it's the opposite of that. So my life's just been kind of uh, it's it's been it's been a rough couple of weeks. It's been an interesting couple of weeks. Well, on the bright side, you'll get paid for journey duty. <laughs> I guess I guess that's true. So I just gotta wait till September October. Don't they don't they pay you like what is it minimum wage or something? Yeah, I think it's like absolutely nothing. But it's I more mean, more than what you're making right now. Honestly, if it wasn't for the, the current pandemic, I would be absolutely psyched. Like I have always wanted to serve on a jury. Um, I don't really know. I do, it's just like it's I it seems fun, and now especially having been to law school, I'd be like, yeah, this is. I I could definitely fuck with it. I hope it's a criminal trial. Probably won't be. You but, do uh, realize that the fact that you have gone to law school will basically almost, like, make it certain that you will not be picked for the jury. Well, yeah, and I don't, I guess they, because I don't think I had to put that, like, in the education and, like, the questionnaire, but th that's still, like, just the basic, like, mailback, like, callback thing, and then you go in for, like, the, both the, I forget what it's called, but that's when both the attorneys are, like... How do you feel about this? How do you feel about this? And then they like agree on the the jury. So yeah. probably won't make it past that round. But I've always been, I've always wanted to serve on a jury. I don't I don't really know why. I think it'd be fun. You get lunch and you get to like judge factual things. I've always wanted to serve on a jury and then <laughs> implement jury nullification. <laughs> That's such a why. <laughs> because because the federal government and the state government are uh, are immoral, and if it's and if what they the person did, for those who don't know, jury nullification is basically the the general premise that just because something is technically illegal, if the jury determines that they are can, the jury has the power to determine that someone is not guilty if they don't believe that the what the person did should be illegal, even if it is. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> so you're just waiting to get some, I mean, I guess it's technically getting off, I guess, because they are found not guilty. I guess it's like a separate, I don't know, I don't know the exact, it's, like, what it, it's ruled as, but I, I shouldn't have asked, that does make sense, that's why, you, <laughs> that, fit, that fits right into your character. I'm on brand, baby. <laughs> just fuck you, the government, this guy who may or may not have done it. Don't believe in it. It's out of here. Um, I mean, yeah, it's. I wouldn't do it for something like murder. That's obviously bad. But if it's something like tax fraud, <laughs> I mean, somebody for tax fraud, which tax fraud is a jury trial. I don't. I feel like that's more like. No, that's that's still that's still be a criminal jury trial. I believe. I don't know. I the law school didn't sit well with me. You know this. Um, yep. but that would be like a, a tax frauders, evaders, whatever. Tax best. evasion. I yeah. suppose tax evasion would be, I mean, that's what they put, as everyone knows, that's what they put Al Capone in jail for. So I would imagine that it was a, 
that it was a jury trial because you can't imprison someone. Well, I mean, you can. You're not supposed to be able to, but you can imprison someone without a, a trial and a jury in front of a jury yeah. of their peers. But that's, once again, that starts taking us down the whole rabbit hole of my fuck the government approach. I just, I'd, I think it would be a tax evader's like, absolutely, they'd believe in God, maybe, if you ended up on their jury. Because, <laughs> like, what are the I'd chances? Get, I'd get thrown off for having a hung jury. <laughs> that, well, the first question they'd, have, they'd ask is, do you believe that taxation is theft? <laughs> You'd be like, absolutely. Honestly, sir, do you want to grab dinner after this? <laughs> just <laughs> yeah you probably you probably wouldn't make it on that jury then um but yeah so jury jury duty could be in my future i might or probably won't have stories to tell about it depending on what it is my oh. sister uh my sister was on a jury trial for a murder oh shit that would probably be very interesting well i, I think that's like the most interesting jury trial like like you could be a juror for but honestly, court court cases aren't that interesting. No, most of them are incredibly dull. Yeah. Even murder trials. TV and movies are lying to you. Just I mean, there's the occasional incredibly interesting one, like O.J. Simpson. Yeah, but, but that's one in a million and propelled. It's responsible for the Kardashians, so. Well, aren't like 99% of criminal cases pled out? Um, I don't know, 99%, but yeah, yes, yeah, some high percentage are usually just, yeah, they just plead guilty and then reduce the sentence or whatever. And that's just because the prosecutors are trying to get a high conviction rate, so they're screwing over the poor by, because they know that they have in, in, what's the word I'm looking for? Inadequate representation. It's a real uh, shame. Yeah, which that's all very true stuff. Um... You know, the public defenders are swamped, and I don't want to say like they're bad attorneys, but they're they just have their workload is just so. They spend an average of twelve minutes on each case. Yeah, and that's I mean, it, it it's a combination of of how many cases they have and a little bit of just like I don't know they ended up in public defense, and it speaks a lot about our system, and these are very real problems the system has. But now, I'm not sure if we you want don't to go mind, down that I will. Hole. If you don't mind, I'm going to get more comfortable by stepping down from my soapbox. <laughs> Thank you. That's good. <laughs> and we can uh, proceed on to the movies after that fun little discussion. <laughs> How do we segue that one? Whew. Speaking speaking of murder with <laughs> speaking of murder without cause and without proper representation, Starship Troopers. Okay, that's as good as it's gonna get. I think. Um, yeah, so this was your pick. Why don't you give us the rundown? So, Starship Troopers, I think it, I'm not sure if it qualifies as a cult classic. It might be, but it is. I'd, I'd a, probably give it cult status. It is a satirical action comedy, or it's a satirical action movie taking a look at a future world in which in order to become a citizen of the, of the world that can vote and has all the rights associated with citizenship. And they mention a few of the rights, like, uh... You get uh, like to, like, you, have kids easier. Yeah, like, yeah. kids' you, you, license or whatever. Yeah. And so... But 
In order to do that, you have to join the uh, the military force, and so the this story basically follows a group of three, specifically. Uh, would you say it's three? Would you count Neil Patrick Harris's character as one of the main characters, or is he more of like a side character that you only he you only see him whenever it's tangential to the two main characters i would say yeah it doesn't really follow him i'd say more of a i don't know dizzy is more of a main character than than yeah and she i wouldn't put her as a main character because you only really see her when she's next to rico yeah so So, like two people in a high school romance i guess are the the pretty much the main characters and then they uh, they leave. They graduate from school and then end up joining the ar- joining the army the next day. They end up going to war with these intergalactic bugs, lo- oversized uh, insects, bugs, uh, and go to war with them. And it's just a. Uh, it's not. It doesn't show the tr- the completion of the war. It shows some early, like, major battles that would take place and follows these two characters, specifically Rico as the protagonist, uh, as he is a member of the infantry. And I gotta say, when you told me this was your pick, I was excited because, one, I, I, like, I saw it came to Netflix, I've been trying to, I've been thinking about watching it for a while, but also because, like, th- I my dad and I watched this movie, like, way, I don't know, I was probably, like, maybe 13 when I first saw this movie. And I just remember thinking that it was, like, the, like, awesomest, like, goriest, like, bug shootingest fun time. And, uh, you know, I guess also my 13-year-old brain kind of didn't really pay attention to, like, the first hour of the movie because that was all, like, boring, boring stuff. So well, I, I don't know. There was a there was one scene where it was just a bunch of women showering. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot about that one too. Maybe we like watched it on TV though, so that scene was cut out. I don't. That I don't would know. make sense. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't remember all like the kind of like like the high school nonsense, like the football game and the the love triangle square stuff that was happening, or like all the scenes that happened in the class. Uh, that gave the exposition, but you know it was it was all like I thought that was fine. Um, I think they probably could have cut a little bit of it, but it's still like it wasn't. It was an entertaining movie pretty much the whole way through, um, and it it really especially like you know the the combat scenes. I distinctly remember as a kid the like the training exercise where the guy gets his like brains blown out by accident. I remember uh-huh. that scene like really stuck with me because it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh, and then seeing it again, I was like, yeah, I remember that. Well, but, in what world are you going to send people out there and do live ammunition and that sort of training? Well, that's what, so Kate watched this with me and we were kind of ripping on it the whole time. But she was like, they have the fancy laser guns. Like, why don't they just keep using the fancy laser guns? Exactly. And I was like, yeah, that's a good point. Because, like, live fire exercises exist, but when you have something that's literally, like, the same, doesn't really... It doesn't need to happen. Um, but yeah, for the most part, like it's it's how I remembered it. It's, it's fun. It's kind of cheesy. It's a little creepy in some parts. Um, 
But for the most part, yeah, I had what a good you, time. Which part were you, are you referencing the creepy part? I'm t- tell like two separate people being dizzy and whoever co-pilot guy is like transferred their whole lives to stock two people. That's true, yeah. But I mean, I, I don't know. Other than that, it was good. It surprises you by because uh, you think Ace shows up, he cuts the lunch line, and you're like, "Oh, this guy's clearly he's like the bully. He's a bad guy. He's he's like the Biff." Yeah. And then it, he's not really, he just has that face, which yeah. is unfortunate for him, because we, we wrote him off as the well, bad guy Well, he also ends up being a lot more likable than he seems. Like, he ends up, like, he plays the violin, like, he seems, he's a lot more depth to his character than you would expect from the introduction. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, and that's kind of what, like... He he started getting a little bit of that depth in the in the in the movie, and that's when Kate was like, "Wait, is this guy like not that bad?" And I was like, "He literally just cut a lunch line, and then he has that face, and that's why we hated him." He's yeah. Just, but yeah, and I, I turned out to really like his character, and that is one thing that I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, they did a good job with like character depths, I think. In yeah, this, uh, in before the, in we proceed too far, I do want to say that I can't blame the pilot instructor guy for moving his entire uh life around to be paired with denise richards because if i had a chance to hook up with denise richards i'd definitely <laughs> fucking think about it that's fair uh but yeah so i don't know do you want to talk about character deaths or do you want to talk about how hot denise richards is <laughs> uh i could talk about how hot denise richards is for hours but we'll go we'll try and focus on the uh on the character death and I think it is entirely based upon the writing. And this is this is probably the starkest example of having quality writing with just not very good acting taking place on the screen. Like, yeah. the writing is just so good that it carries what is an obvious example of poor acting. Like the best acting you see are from the uh, the drill sergeant and uh, the lieutenant, who was the high school teacher. If you ask me, yeah, 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 I agree. Because I mean, as hot as Denise Richards is, she is not a good actress. <laughs> no. And then Rico, I've never even heard of his the actor who played him before. Neil Patrick Harris had like. 20 lines in the entire movie yeah he wasn't in it much although okay so the first time you see him is like when they're walking out of the classroom and i hoped like he kind of just walks by <laughs> like my my biggest hope at that time was that like he was just an extra and you're just like is that neil patrick harris and then it turns out he's a character so i was a little disappointed but i just would i would have yeah. loved it if it was around that time where he was like doing extra work I guess he did yeah, Doogie well, the Hauser, problem is, though. Yeah, the, the fact that he did Doogie Hauser when he was, like, 12 yeah. made it so that it was almost impossible for him to do anything but, yeah, uh, but like, a major, at least, like, s- s- side character roles. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, writing was good. Um, it still had, like, you know, elements of, like, 90s movie cheese, but it also did it in a way that, like, maybe it was making fun of it. I don't really know. Well, it was actually, and this is a fun fun fact, is that this story was actually Starship Troopers. I believe it was actually written as a like a farcical satire 
about how ridiculous the military is and how immoral its actions are. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got that part. Yeah. But I was more talking about like the the romance aspects of it. Like they just well, like of... it's still like it is still a satire. So like yeah. it's still going to it's going to have those those aspects about it. But the problem with it is is that people just enjoyed it as an action flick. It's it's one of those things where it's what what is that the the law where it will reach a point where parody is indistinguishable from the actual views and that's essentially what it's one of those internet laws uh i'll look it up here in a second but the 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 satire was basically viewed as being legitimate and just like sincere and people just treated it as such and so what was supposed to be sort of a commentary on how the uh on how the military just sort of uses people, especially like young, impressionable people like Chattel, uh, turned into just this really cool war story where the only good bug is a dead bug. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I can definitely see how that happened. I think it's kind of hard with uh, if, if the like, uh, well, like the, the like the little pop up, like the ads or whatever. Didn't oh, happen. it is Poe's Law. It's whose law? Poe's Law. Okay. It is an adage of internet culture stating that, without a clear indicator of the author's intent, it is impossible to create a parody of extreme views so obviously exaggerated that it cannot be mistaken by some readers for a sincere expression of the views being parodied. Huh. For some <laughs> reason, I thought Poe's Law was that internet rule about how the longer a a conversation online goes the more likely it is that Hitler will be brought up <laughs> I have heard I have heard of that law I don't I don't know any of the names but that, that's a good one they're both believe, good ones One's... I believe the I believe the law the rule for the the internet rule that says that if it exists there's a porn about it is rule 33 that might also be true I have heard that one why is it rule 33 and the other ones have names? Uh, let me see. Oh man, we're gonna we're actually digging, digging. Oh yeah, the... no, keep keep talking. I'm looking this up. Okay, well while we talk about internet laws, we'll jump back to them whenever you finish. Uh, I will I will say that I I see how you know as people could enjoy the movie as like a totally legitimate like straight up, um you know action flick. I think it's a little more difficult with the pop ups. Uh, you know what I'm talking about the like the more you know or the you want to know more with all like the weird ads and like news broadcasts and stuff uh mm-hmm. which were i think were a really good part and do cockroaches count as animals because i'm pretty sure they were actually stepping on cockroaches or they just fooled me with some great movie magic those looked like actual madagascar hissing cockroaches yeah so like when they say no animals were harmed do we not count insects no fuck insects the hideous creatures that should be burned <laughs> off the face of the planet oh my you should sign up for the mobile infantry again uh let's get something perfectly clear i would be in games in theory <laughs> okay which is this kind of a strange aspect of this movie some people are just psychic was that ever really explained or it's just some people nope, are psychic? just neil patrick harris showed psychic abilities and then they brought it they brought it up towards the beginning 
Then they made another mention of it in one of those cutaways, like you mentioned, where do you have psychic powers? See yeah. us for more information. And then it suggested that Neil Patrick Harris was able to direct Rico to where uh, uh, to where Denise Richards was. Yeah. <laughs> Which also Neil Patrick Harris just became like the the king of the military because he was psychic as well. Is that <laughs> Or is that just like games in theory is just the like the, the military bamps they got the big black coats? Uh, it's military intelligence, so he's like automatically an officer of some sort. So I think he's like automatically a, a lieutenant or something. Well, he just like at the end of the movie, he was just like the guy. He's he's well, the guy who gets to touch the brain was, bug. Well, he was the representative for that. They're not going to bring down the general for that. I guess that's true. Okay. Also, that remi- and by the way, it's rule thirty-four. Is there is a point of it? No exceptions. Well, but why? Why is that thirty-four and not? Because rule one is do not talk about rules two through thirty-three. I hate it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, I no, I really hate that. <laughs> this, that derailed my whole. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. What? So I I was actually about to shift the conversation anyway. How about the fact that Rico goes from being a private to being the acting sergeant in a period of, like, three weeks? Yeah, because, like, everybody just keeps getting killed. And, like, does that is that actually how military promotions work? I would guess no. no. That's not even kind of how they work. Like, I get you can be, like, you're now in charge of this operation because I have died. But as soon as you, like, make it back to the moon base or whatever... You'd be like, okay, well, good job. We'll consider you yeah, for promotion. Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. That's Carl in the movie. It's just like they they need a new lieutenant. Are you uh, are you available for the job? He's like, I'll do it until until I die, or you find somebody better. Yeah, like, like, that's not that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> like the promotion scheme was was kind of nuts. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it obviously it didn't really care if it was mirroring the military as it was set out to make fun of it. Um, That's and, fair. And then I will bring up one problem I had with the movie, uh, and then I, I think that's pretty much all I got, is the inconsistency at which the bugs died. Some of them took like two shots. Some of them took like a whole magazine and a half. It just, it, it, to me, it like they, they clearly needed to write tougher or more I guess weaker bugs where they needed to but that just that just bothered me like shouldn't they all be the same well it, it is also based on the fact that if the reason why is they mentioned it early on is don't aim for the legs or like the core aim for the neural stem and so the, yeah and the that's where like suggestion, NPH... the, the suggestion was that basically they didn't die until you got the neural stem, and so that was the excuse for them just wasting countless bullets. Yeah. Okay. So, but you you are that. still correct though. And he like he like shoots two bullets at it, dies, and then shouldn't all the soldiers know that? I guess it's hard to get get the shots in. I don't know. It seemed it seemed a little wacky for my taste, but that's okay. Accuracy um, with a gun is so much harder than people think it is. I guess especially I, if you're fighting a bug that's like screaming, running around. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd like to cite Bill Burr, who said something along the line, was telling about the time that he was looking into getting a gun. He's like, oh, no, I don't need a shotgun. I was just looking to get, like, a handgun. He's like, okay, I guess, but just thought I'd point out to you that people miss. What they don't tell you in the movies is people miss. People miss all the damn time. And, uh, but if you have a shotgun, then you just have to turn, pull the trigger, boom! Whatever's <laughs> over there, no longer bothering you. <laughs> Which is true. I yeah. mean, I guess, yeah, because I've, I've only ever shot, like, stationary targets. I've never shot a moving target. So, yeah, I can imagine. But, uh, so, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's, that's, and that's... Just, to, just to finish this off is a, the other law that we met, that I mentioned of the internet is uh, Godwin's Law, which is, as an online discussion grows longer, the probability of comparison involving Nazis or Hitler incre- uh, approaches one. Yeah, that's absolutely accurate. Especially, I feel like, as time goes on, like, not not particularly the, the, the argument lengths, but, like, year, it, yeah. it has been shortening as well. That's pretend that made sense. I, that's the best way I can convey that idea. Speaking of pretending to make sense, my life is a zucchini. That was your pick for this week. Do you mind giving us a rundown of what happened? Oh, all right. So I picked this movie because it was apparently nominated for some Oscars and Golden Globes, and it was kind of it was different than anything we've done recently. You know, it's a fairly short uh, stop motion animated film about a little boy nicknamed zucchini i think he's like nine uh who accidentally kills his mother yes who is like a drunk i mean she's you don't you don't she's not in the movie too much but you can assume she's kind of a drunk and from what he says was fairly abusive um pretty much all he says about her is that she really liked to drink beer and she had good mashed potatoes and they had fun sometimes is i think is all you get through the whole movie and uh, so he's sent off to an orphanage. Uh, I guess it's an orphanage. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Call it an orphanage. Although I will say that I've clearly watched Futurama too many times, and I wanted to keep calling it a fu- an orphanarium. <laughs> I don't think it's that, but it is not. It is an orphanage. Yeah, so orphanage where he meets uh, I don't know, like five or six other kids. Um, and it just kind of follows his story, uh, you know, dealing with being an orphan. It follows the kids, the other, I mean, he doesn't really follow the other kids, but you get a good idea of the other kids, like what their backstories are. And then a new girl arrives, who I think is a little bit older. I don't know. And then I, she would have to be, cause she's like notably taller than the rest of them. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it ever set her age, but I, so she might be like 12 or so. Um, and then, like, the, the zucchini, the main character, and this girl kind of form, like, a little, like, a childhood romance type deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it just it, it just follows the story as they, uh, you know, they, they all kind of cope with their, their trauma and the, the adults that are involved uh, try to help them out. And I don't want to give away, I guess it is four years old at this point, but I think that's, that's an okay way to put it. Do you think I missed anything? No, I think that's pretty good. Um, I will have to say, this was an excellent choice on your part. Oh my god, I did it two times in a row. Was the last episode really Palm Springs? 
Yeah. Oh man, I thought it was something. I thought there was another episode between that and this. But yeah, you've got a, a you've got two in a row. Um, yeah, this this was an interesting movie. One, I don't, I do not like the claymation stop motion animation. It's just the eyes movie. are so creepy. I, I that's my biggest I've, problem with it. I've just never cared for the style. It makes me feel uncomfortable. I just don't enjoy it. That having been said, the story that was done was excellent. And the way that it was able to incorporate such serious topics into a... And such character development into an hour-long movie uh, for children and how it was so relatable and understandable was excellent. Yeah, I agree with all that. I mean, they were able to incorporate child abuse, child sexual abuse, drug addiction... Uh, what was like oh. thievery, murder, murder, suicide? Yeah, poor, poor relationships with the police instilled in children. Uh, what it's like to for children in a foster home trying to be adopted. Yeah, I, I, one of my main takeaways from this movie is I think it did more in an hour than most movies can do in like three hours. And I don't, I don't know if that's just really good source material because this was based on a, a like a Children's young adult. Of... I think it was like a young adult novel. Was it? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's, it's. I'll look into this while you keep talking. Because I think it was Swiss, or maybe the movie was Swiss and the novel was French. I don't, I don't really remember. But it was, it was a foreign, foreign author who wrote the novel. Um, but they, they really, they just, they, they managed to tell these kids kind of tragic backstory each one of them there's like six five or six maybe seven in the cast in total they told the kids tragic backstories like made you kind of feel like understand the kids as characters like what their kind of tics were what they liked what they disliked how they acted how they acted because of what happened to them all that kind of stuff also gave you really good like the uh, teacher was a was a great character the lady who got pregnant i forget really what she, her relation was like caretaker maybe and then the cop uh who is the first person to like kind of console zucchini after he accidentally kills his mom uh they just give all these characters such depth without making it super like jamming it down your throat or like spending too much time on it i don't i don't i don't know i think like I said, I think the source material was either excellent or they just did a really great screenplay adaptation. Yeah, the it is a novel, and I'm trying to get a translation to understand what because it's in it's all in French, so I can't quite read it. But it is a novel of some sort from, from yeah, it's 2002. like the autobiography of Claude. Whatever the guy's name was, that wasn't like his his real name wasn't Zucchini. That was his nickname. No. But uh, yeah, I mean it doesn't. It's okay. We can, we can we can leave it behind, I guess. Yeah. The but yes. Yeah, so what I thought that probably the most interesting character in this was Simon, the the kid who starts off more as like a bully character that's trying to run the roost because he is the yeah. one that ha- that shows like the least. That seems the most mentally stable, sort of, amongst the people, uh, when Zucchini first gets there. 
I will say, though, Camille's coping skills, her ability to get <laughs> out to, like, to just have normal social skills and be, like, a friendly person to all those people after what she saw is fucking amazing. Yeah, which I, we can spoil that. That's not really that big of a deal in the movie. But she essentially watches her dad kill her mom and then kill himself. Yeah. Right? And, yeah, she does show up kind of... I don't know. Like, like 20 minutes in? 20, 25 minutes in? Yeah. So, yeah, I agree, though. Her coping skills are maybe... A, might be the least realistic part of this movie. But, like, I don't know. It's still played fine, I think. Yeah, no, it's still it still worked out perfectly fine. Um, but the, the development of Simon sort of growing to, like, open up more and be more friendly as opposed to a purposeful loner... That was really an interesting part. The part where, oh, wow, man, my voice is cracked twice <laughs> on this. Uh, the part where the girl who's de- whose mother had been deported came back, that was the mo- a really interesting sort of twist. Yeah, how every car she'd run out and be like, Mom, and then when it was finally her, he like ran she, back inside. Yeah. She was scared. Yeah, I mean, I, but I think that's, like, legitimate, and I don't know how, I mean, I, I thought the book was called, like, the autobiography of whatever, so I've assumed this, you know, like, actual real-life experiences that the author went through. Um, I mean, it, it's, it, I believe the literal translation is the autobiography of a zucchini. Oh, okay, well then, so I, I, I don't know if that's just, like, what they decided to call it, or if you, it has to be like there's too much in it that felt too genuine for it not to be at least i i like 50 percent lowball autobiographical because it was just like everything just felt so real and even you know what the kids would say and the, the how like just like what we just talked about uh b wasn't it bees is that her name uh yeah that sounds right yeah, like, when she'd run back inside because she was scared because, like, I, I don't know, like, that just felt real. Like, I didn't really question a whole lot about this movie. Mm-hmm. And then even just, like, the, the more subtle stuff, like how, uh, as sort of a sign of Alice being a part of the group and, like, being feeling comfortable with, because of Camille, was just that Camille brushed the hair out of her eye and then she left it that way until Camille was taken away, and then she brought it back down. Oh, uh, yeah. Something like, they drew attention to it, but they didn't They didn't say anything about it. They just showed it happen. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot, of, a lot of good stuff like that. I mean, we could, we could pick it apart all we wanted, but I think mostly it's just, it, it was just a good, you know, heartfelt, charming movie that, accomplished so much more than i thought it would in in an hour i will say that i was really i i was a little uh i was a little weary going into it wary of it but the i think this was an excellent choice yeah i really liked i really liked uh and uh, how do you how do you feel about as i never told also on i really liked it but how do you feel about uh nick offerman as the cop I well, Will Forte was uh, what's his name? The the teacher, the history yeah. teacher. 
Yeah. And I just it just threw me off because I I can't recognize their voices when it's in front when they're speaking French. Oh, uh, did you not watch this dubbed? No. Mine was dubbed for whatever reason. Like I, I didn't make the... it. I watched it with subtitles. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know why mine was dubbed then. I didn't do it specifically, but uh Oh, yeah, okay. So I immediately like as soon as the cop shows up i was like who is that and then it's like oh it's nick offerman so i get why french might be a little harder to detect um yeah okay i didn't even consider that i was actually gonna i was gonna ask i was surprised that you picked one with subtitles yeah which i usually don't like just reading subtitles the whole time but uh i didn't i guess I don't know how that happens. Now I kind of feel like I missed out on a more essential experience because it would make sense that that's why I was like, I don't know, maybe it was a French book, <laughs> but just going off like the people's names. But if you watch it in French, you're like, yeah, it's a fucking French movie. Although I think it was Swiss. It was Swiss, but Switzerland has like three official languages. Ah, it's one of those countries that has their shit together. I'm actually curious, what are the official languages of Switzerland? Let's get on this rabbit hole because we got a little bit of time to kill. And uh, that's really all I wanted to say about uh, My Life as a Zucchini. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's my last... Uh... Okay, yeah, what are the official languages? German, French, Italian, and Romanche. What is Romanche? That is what I'm following up on, <laughs> figuring out what the hell that is. So wait, is... It is a oh, romance language predominantly in the southeastern Swiss canton of Grisons. Uh, Romanche has been recognized as a national language of Switzerland since 1938 and as an official language in correspondence with Romanche-speaking citizens since 1996. Well, hey, if nothing else... You learn something listening to this. First this, time for everything. <laughs> I think we haven't had a fun fact for like a while. This one's full of the internet things. Like rule one is don't think about rule two to thirty three, which is bullshit, and I hate that. And I'm still a little bit on it. I was in a good <laughs> rhythm until that happened. Just completely threw you for a loop. It, yeah, it it derailed it, it derailed me for sure. Um. But, alright, I think that's that's that, unless you got more on Zucchini. Nope, that's it. Um, I think it's a pretty safe, I think you can probably tell from what we said, that this is both of these, Starship Troopers and My Life as a Zucchini, uh, both of them were ready for the red carpet. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I'll just go ahead and do my plug. Sports are finally back, kind of, sort of. You got baseball, uh, so, right? Well... Baseball's in an interesting an interesting situation. If you want to learn about that interesting situation, listen to my other podcast, Fade the Public, uh, oh which my God, is available on genius. all platforms. And then, uh, what's stereotypical? What's the status of that? I'm not really sure. We'll, okay. I'll let you know when I figure it out. All right, we'll Fade the Public everywhere, uh, even on Apple Podcasts, which we can't get on for whatever reason. Tim Cook, listen to me. I know you might it's be our It's so strange. Second. It's so very, very strange. Um, so, I think that I might actually start like posting links to these episodes. 
And I'll start with the uh, the Palm Springs episode once you publish it. Yeah, that's okay. I'll I'll fast track that one, <laughs> um, which I said I was gonna do, and then I had all that car trouble and shit, and I just kind of took last week off. But Palm Springs, we'll do it. We'll do it tomorrow. We'll probably we'll see, and Maybe. then we'll <laughs> we'll go back. Should I still label it episode forty three and just have it come out out of order, or does it, it really doesn't matter at this point? So I answered my own question. This is behind the scenes stuff, but we'll throw in one more behind the scenes stuff. We have a second consistent listener um and then maybe a possible of three so oh baby gains right moving Uh, on up in the world baby so if you're one of those one two or maybe even three listeners you know thanks thanks mostly to our first listener which also was kate but there was one before kate that i think didn't make the transition from youtube and now i forget what i was saying so uh till next time Until next time?